This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser from Bloomberg Radio. So, you know, out of crisis often comes disruption and innovation. You've probably heard that a lot on our air and during this broadcast. And during the health pandemic, of course, and also during uh, protests against racial injustice, it's really got people rethinking how can we do things in a better way. So here with what the crisis may mean specifically for the health and wellness area is Cameron Newton, founding partner at Relevance Ventures, joining us on the phone from Nashville, Tennessee. And if his last name sounds familiar, that's because he is a nephew of Wayne Newton, which we might talk about a little bit later. Um, But I just thought it was a neat fun fact. Um, Cameron, welcome. Nice to have you here. Hi, Carol. Thanks so much for having me on. Hey, listen, before we get into um, your investments and how you see the world right now, tell me what your world has been like since March. I know Tennessee reporting, I think, a record 10,000 or more coronavirus cases over the weekend. So how are you guys doing? What are you seeing on the ground? Yeah, that's a uh, great question. You know, the pandemic has been a, a challenge for everyone. I think in the early stage part of the market where we kind of participate, uh, you saw most funds kind of lock down, uh, pull back from doing new investments and sort of look at their own portfolio and try to ascertain what the long-term effects would be from a cash flow perspective. So there was kind of a protect your flock kind of movement amongst the early stage tech VCs. Uh, and certainly we were in that group too. As we've kind of moved through it, some of the benefits, uh, uh, oddly enough, of the pandemic is it's really highlighted some of our investment theses. Uh, in terms of health and wellness and the need for, you know, a healthy lifestyle, healthy eating. And so we've just seen some uh, tremendous demand. We've actually uh, seen some and witnessed uh, a pull forward of adoption curves for some software and some uh, uh, some things of the like, especially in the health and wellness space. Like what specifically? That fascinates me. Like what? Yeah, so one of our big investments uh, in our portfolio is a healthy organic uh, meal company out mm-hmm. of uh, Silicon Valley called Sunbasket. And uh, for most of 2019, um, the company was growing at a relatively, uh, you know, modest pace. We were marching towards cash flow positive, doing all the right things. And this this company now is, you know, approaching 300 million in revenue. And uh, once the pandemic hit, and everyone was working from home, uh, everyone wanted food delivered to the doorstep. And so uh, we really found ourselves uh, somewhere with our hair on fire, trying to just keep up with deliveries. And so uh, what was kind of a, uh, a market that only a certain portion of people participated in now became something that really became a mainstay, whether you were getting something from DoorDash or having something delivered from SunBasket. Uh, it's all kind of in the same uh, kind of uh, uh, pot of, uh, of, of uh, food delivery. Right. Hey, I got to tell you, we've actually talked with uh, Don Barrett, the CEO of SunBasket. Uh, we did it back in September because, yeah, that whole area, uh, whether it was Blue Apron, SunBasket, like so many. The thing is, though, you know, it's taken off and you know it costs a lot to keep customers. Are we seeing that model change at all? Well, one thing that we saw with the pandemic is churn certainly dropped, right? Yeah. So our churn rates fell and our retention picked up. Uh, and it, it does cost a lot to acquire customers. And, you know, the business itself, you have to continually innovate from a product perspective and you continually have to drive down costs and, most importantly, delivery costs. Uh, but we're seeing that. So we're seeing people stay with the program now, and, uh, and that's a great thing. Cameron, you were talking about some of the investments that you guys uh, have put money into, Sunbasket being one of them, which I mentioned we had talked to uh, Don Barnett in uh, September. Where else are you guys putting money? 
Yes, well, you know, for us, being in Nashville, we canvass much of the U.S. outside of the areas of Silicon Valley and mm. the Northeast Corridor, which are uh, the largest uh, venture hotspots. One of our other large investments uh, is in Charlotte, North Carolina. We seed invested a company called Passport Labs, which I joke, looking back, you know, we started the company in a ranch house with a <laughs> server room in the closet, and now it's one of the largest mobile payments uh, providers for transportation uh, in the country. I think, you know, one in three vehicles in the U.S. runs through one of their systems now. So that's uh, that's one of the others. And then we have some other investments in Chattanooga and in Nashville and other areas that are probably undiscovered to most coastal VCs. But that's what we love. <laughs> Talk to us about what's the, what's, what is, what's the kind of companies that you're looking for? What is it? You know, I'm, I'm assuming there's a financial component to it. I get it. But when you're looking for disruption, innovation, what is it that kind of stands out for you, especially in the wellness and health space, where I feel like there's so much going on right now? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, there's a quantitative aspect to it, which is, you know, everyone has data and everyone understands what sectors are hot and what mm-hmm. the active values are for software and some of the other stuff. But for us, one of the biggest weights as well is qualitative. So we really focus on the entrepreneur. Uh, you know, we look for folks that are malleable, uh, hard workers, but not just hard workers, you know, people that have an incessant need to solve problems. And um, they also need an ability to question every kind of preconceived notion they've ever had about the business, uh, because the best entrepreneurs cannibalize their own ideas, uh, almost the day they found their company. And lastly, you know, we look for entrepreneurs that have the right energy. Uh, I know that sounds... Uh, I was going to say, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, uh, when you have someone in a room, is that someone you want to build a business with for the next five to seven years? Mm. Is that someone that you believe can build a team and a culture around a company can be successful through ups and downs? And so it does sound a, a bit native, but um, it's it's one of our core tenants. No, but I do think about... You know, again, like going back to kind of how we kicked it off, that I do think out of crisis comes disruption and innovation. Kathy Wood of ARK Investments, someone we've had on, and she has been, you know, she was pounding the pavement on a name like Tesla for years while everybody was like, Mm -hmm. you're crazy, you're crazy. And here we are on a day where Tesla's being put into the S&P 500. So I think it is interesting, um, you know, those things that, you know, are just at the cusp. You know, what are those trends in wellness and health that you think, are just really starting to pick up momentum that maybe not a lot of major investors are involved by that are catching your attention. I know you don't want to reveal your book <laughs> completely. Yeah, well, no, that's okay. But what are some uh, of the general I, I, trends that you think are, you know, maybe today people will be like, yeah, really? I don't know if I get it. But that probably you think uh, five to 10 years from now will become more the norm. Yeah, so I think uh, number one, diet as a vital sign. Uh, will become something that is something that your uh, primary care physician will want to uh, record. You know, what are you, what are you eating? And mm. are you coming into his office healthy or not? And uh, sooner or later, people are going to figure out that we need to fix the top end of the funnel in the, in the medical mo- uh, model. It's not just about who pays for health care. It's about, you know, uh, ensuring that, that patients are coming in less sick. And so diet and lifestyle are going to be core components of that. So uh, when we look ahead, I, you know, pre-pandemic, I would have said telemedicine. Mm-hmm. Now everybody's raising into that sector. Right. And, of course, we have a position in it as well. Uh, but I think diet, lifestyle, and uh, mental health, I think those are going to be three things that we're going to see 
continue to kind of uh, be hot topics. Mental health forward. is a big mental health is a big one. I feel like I just had a conversation with the Verizon business CEO about what they're doing, you know, for their employees. I mean, it was just such a hush hush topic, and I think. I think so many people to a certain degree because of the pandemic working from home alone or just with, you know, kind of an insurmountable list of stresses, you know, I think more people have been able to relate to it. And I think more people have become more comfortable talking about it. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, we we actually have a position uh, in our portfolio in a telepsychiatry uh, company by the name of Clear. Mm-hmm. Very excited about it. We we work mostly with hospitals, but you're you're exactly right. It's it's, it's going to be a huge issue, and and is a huge issue. Um, it's interesting. Uh, one thing I yeah, what I wondered too though is these startup companies. And one thing I guess I was going to ask you is there's a lot of money out there, but I do wonder because of maybe some questions about the outlook, the uncertainty, has it made you kind of slow down at all in terms of your investments? You said initially when the pandemic hit, you know, that everybody kind of in the space slowed down a little bit, but I'm just curious at this point, do you feel like you have greater visibility or you're able to think longer term and not worry so much about maybe the next 12 to 18 to 24 months? Yeah, great question. So we are long-term investors. You know, right. Typically, we're going to hold an investment five to seven years. So right now, we're, we're kind of looking through the pandemic with the vaccine news. We're gearing up to make a lot of investments next year. Uh, I think uh, our cohorts are, are probably doing the same uh, just because of, of the nature of our business and the fact that you know we need to be investing in technology that's going to change the world tomorrow, today. Uh, and certainly, the pandemic has, has brought a lot of that forward and put a, a lot of focus on kind of uh, hot spaces. And so, yes, I I think we're, uh, as a firm, getting ready for a big 2021 in terms of putting money out uh, and, you know, uh, know, continuing to support our current portfolio. So before you leave, I'd really be remiss since I kind of tease it at the top. You you and your brother, right, you you and your brother, uh, um, Dean, I think, founded this firm. You're both nephews, of course, of Wayne Newton. Um, What was it like to have such a well-known celebrity in your world and your family? Wait, I've never heard of him. <laughs> I, uh, no, Wayne no, but if you think of people and names, like it's just iconic. Yeah, yeah. He um, he is actually probably one of the most, if not the most, iconic entertainers of all time. I can safely say that I did not get any of the musical talents that he has. Uh-huh. Uh, that is for sure. I couldn't carry a team to save my life. I think growing up, you know, it was something that uh, I didn't publicize a whole lot because. Quite frankly, the world that Wayne lived in and the world that I lived in were diametrically different. And, yeah. you know, uh, about the time you say that you're Wayne Newton's nephew, people think you have a silver spoon in your mouth. That just wasn't wasn't the world that I grew up in. So, uh, But he's a great guy. We have a great relationship, you know, or, you know, put family first above anything. So, um, you know, he's uh, he just really is a, a, a great guy. You, you see what he's uh, done with the USO and, and some of the other, you know, initiatives and and things that he's gotten behind. And that's just the kind of person he is. Well, we're going to, I have to leave it there. I do hope you come back because I'd love to talk a little bit more about your strategy, where you're investing and the things that are of interest. And I know you're a Native American owned and operated too. So maybe we can next time around dig a little bit more into that. Cam, thank you so much. Cameron Newton, founding partner at Relevance Ventures, joining us on the phone from Nashville, Tennessee.